Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. How do we find happiness when things aren't going very well, when things in our life are sad? How do we find happiness during these times? This was an email sent to me by one of our listeners named Pat, and it's a really good question. Pat writes, Dr. Puff, you guide us into living in the now, enjoying and being happy in the present moment. And no matter what situation one is in, one can be happy. However, you also say to feel your feelings and not run away from feelings. What do you mean by this? How do we do both? If we are in a sad situation, you say to face the feelings, yet also to live and enjoy the present moment. Please help me understand this fully. Sincerely, Pat. I love this question because I really think it addresses many of the concerns of the listeners to this podcast. Can we be happy when there are sad things going on in our lives? Is that possible? Yes, it is. But how? How do we find happiness when things aren't going very well? I've boiled it down to three steps, three steps that we need to do in order to find happiness when things aren't going well. I know it may seem impossible right now, particularly if we're going through some really hard times, but it is possible and we can truly have beautiful lives no matter what. So let's begin to explore. First, what is the first step of being happy when things really suck? For those of you who may be new to this podcast, I'm a clinical psychologist by trade. For over the past 30 years, I've been helping people who are sad, who are having really difficult times, get better. And one thing I've learned is that when we need to heal, we really can't spend all day doing it. We probably can spend about an hour, maybe a little bit more per day healing. The rest of the time, we have to just live life. If we're spending more than an hour, what we're typically doing is not healing. We're not getting better. We're just recreating stories. Or if we are healing, we're going to be so overwhelmed by the feelings that we get overwhelmed and we'll stop doing it. This is like a person getting hospitalized in an inpatient place and they work 24-7 on their emotions. And when they're done, they never want to do that again because it was so traumatizing to work that hard at getting well. Let me compare it to exercise. Imagine that we're a 300-pound couch potato. And we want to get out there and become a marathon runner. And that's our goal. That's a good goal. But the truth of it is, we're not going to go out and run a marathon the first day. What we're going to begin to do is for about an hour, is just slowly take a meandering walk around the block. And then a week later, we might go a little faster, a little further. A week later, we might go a little bit further. And with time, we'll get in good shape to where we're ready to run that marathon. We may have to increase it a bit to be quite healthy, but that's not really fixing the problem. That's more improvement. So the same way with emotions. When traumas happen, whatever it may be, a rape, a loss of a job, a loss of a life, someone that we love, a change in our own circumstances, whatever it may be, we can heal those emotions, but it's best to heal them regularly and slowly, not fast and quick. I think when we do them fast and quick, it'd be like the exercise person going out and say, I'm going to run a marathon. So I'm going to run five miles today. And I haven't run in years. After that five miles, 
they'll never do it again. It's the same way with emotions. The best way to heal emotionally from anything is to just plug away at it a little bit every day. And then we get better. And how we spend that hour a day to heal from emotions is really rather simple. Mind you, it may be very challenging to do. If we haven't cried in years, when those first tears come, it can be quite hard. But with time, like going for a walk or a run, we get used to it. And then the tears flow when they need to. And it's very spontaneous. They just come out and they're gone and we feel better. They come out, they're gone and we feel better. And we just keep plugging away at them until they're gone. Think of it this way. If it's a small incident, like, hmm, someone's made a comment about our weight and it hurt our feelings, we may feel those feelings, be sad, be angry, let them go, and then they're gone. If it's something big, like a rape, it may be like a gigantic pool. And every day we go out there with our bucket and we keep taking water out for an hour until whew, we feel better. And the next day we do it again and again until that pool is empty. And someday it will be completely empty. Now the focus of this podcast isn't on the how to heal feelings. I mean, I'm giving a general just touch of how to do that. I can, of course, go in much more depth about it in future podcasts if you'd like. Just let me know. But the focus is of this podcast is to limit our time of healing to about an hour a day. I think that's manageable. I think that's doable. I've been helping people do that for years, decades, and it works. And it works well. And again, we really can't heal anything by just plugging away at things, feeling our feelings, and getting better. So next, we have to apply step two. And step two is not creating a story about our emotional pain or the event that happens. That's where we get stuck. Instead of spending that one hour, what we're doing is we get caught in depressive thinking like, why did this happen to me? This is wrong. My life is over. This is terrible. I'm never going to get better. That has nothing to do with healing. That's depressive thinking that keeps us stuck. And that's when people are sad. Often that's what's fueling it, not the event itself. What fuels the pain is our thoughts, our negative thoughts that cause us to stay stuck. And that's what most people, when they struggle with depression, sadness, whatever you want to call it, that's where they reside, in their mind, thinking about, ruminating about what happened instead of healing, just focusing on the healing and getting better. So the first thing we have to do is identify these negative thoughts. And they're very different from feelings. When we feel our feelings, at the end, we feel better. Ah, but when we're stuck, when we're stuck in our negative thinking, we don't feel better. We feel worse. It's like being stuck in a prison, and no matter which door we push against, we just can't get out. That's what negative thinking is all about. And in order to change it, we have to start by being aware that we're doing it. Is our focus healing, or is our focus causing us to get worse and stay stuck? We can stay stuck for a very long time, even a lifetime. So it's important to see the difference between depression and sadness. Sadness heals. Depression keeps us stuck. It doesn't get us better. We won't feel better after being stuck in depressive thoughts. But when we're sad, we heal. So the focus is on being sad 
and then limiting the time we do that and observing that, oh, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about this, ruminating over it over and over again, and then staying stuck. So what can we do if we discover during the day, hmm, I'm not healing, I'm stuck in negativity. Well, the great news is our minds can only focus on one thing at a time. So it's quite simple. Focus on something beautiful. Focus on something positive. Focus on just being alive and life. As I like to say, there's just always, always something beautiful we can be with. And this is the third step towards being happy when we are going through sucky times is by focusing our attention on life. There's so many aspects of life that we can focus on and whatever we focus on is going to affect how we feel. If we focus on things that are beautiful, like I said, then that's what comes out. Happiness comes out. If we focus on the negativity of what's going on right now, then that's what's going to come out. As long as we're spending time doing step one, as long as we're spending time healing, then we can say, okay, I've done my work for the day. Now I can live. And our task is to find things to live, to find things that put that beautiful smile on our face because they're beautiful, because we love them, because they're gorgeous. Having tea with a friend, going for a walk in nature, listening to a beautiful piece of music, reading a wonderful book, engaging in a wonderful movie or TV show that's truly positive and uplifting. And for 99% of us, this is going to be the answer. There's just always, always something beautiful to be with. I know there are that 1%, so I will address it. Maybe right now you're stuck in a hospital bed and life is tough. Maybe you're in a prison and you can't get out. But you are listening to this podcast right now. And there's a lot of them. This is the 100th episode. That means there's 99 other ones you can listen to. And they're very positive. They're very uplifting. And if you focus on them, you're going to feel better. It's about what we're focused on, what we're giving our attention to. Are we giving our attention to the negativity of our life right now? To the pain that we're going through? Or are we just spending that one hour a day on that pain? And the rest of the day, living life well. We can have beautiful lives, but we have to have all three of these things in place when life sucks, when it's not going well. The first one is, let's make time to heal, to spend that hour a day. The second one is, let's not create stories that don't create healing, they create suffering. Let's choose the path of healing, not suffering. And the third thing is, instead of focusing on the stories, let's focus on what's beautiful right now. Find something to focus on that's beautiful. Perhaps petting your animal. Perhaps spending time in nature. Perhaps continuing to just pursue growth. Perhaps watching a funny movie. Whatever it may be, engage with life love life, and focus on the happiness and beauty of life. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast and would love to leave a review, 
just go to happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. You'll see an icon there called testimonials. Just click on it, follow it through, and it'll give you three options of where you can leave reviews. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. Is workplace negativity holding your company back? Many teams are seriously handicapped when employees feel negativity about their jobs and lives. Productivity drops, costs rise, customers get cranky, and your job as owner or manager gets a lot more difficult. If you've been trying your hardest to improve productivity, sales, and profit, but it just isn't happening or it's going slower than you want, workplace negativity could be the culprit. It turns out a happy team gets things done. Work gets completed, done right, and ahead of schedule. Creativity goes way up, and you spend much less time putting out fires. Finally, your team shares your vision and works their hardest to make it reality. Dr. Puff's corporate workshops go deep to help your staff find the key things that are making them unhappy. We will help them learn how to be happier, love their jobs, and get work done better than ever. To learn more, visit www.successbeyondyourimagination.com where you can schedule results-oriented training for your company.